Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode 32 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I'm so excited to be back with you. I apologize. We we had a month there. The month of September was just crazy, and COVID and the uncertainty, getting the kids back to school, everything else. It was just some busy, crazy times, as I'm sure you would um, acknowledge firsthand in your own lives and especially in your leadership. And so um, I'm so excited to be back with you here in October and uh, really excited about this particular episode. I, I feel this is timely and uh, I hope it helps you equip you for, for matters of leadership because your leadership really does matter. And so I've entitled this particular episode, A Paralysis Pandemic. Uh, one of the the passions I have in life, one of my outlets is hockey. I love playing hockey. If you listen to this podcast, you know I've done particular episodes about that. And uh, one of the things about the sport of hockey is you don't play hockey to stay in shape. Hockey is one of the sports you actually stay in shape or at least try to to the best of your ability so that you can continue playing this sport, um, which is different from, from some of the other sports out there. And so... Um, I was leading up to a tournament a couple years ago. I was coming up to to being able to play in this tournament with a bunch of buddies of mine. I had been invited to play, and so I was super pumped about it. My family was going to be there watching, and I can still remember, um, this was two years ago now, but I still remember my son. I believe he was around the age of 13 at the time, and he was standing behind our bench, and I remember going out there for the first shift, and I had prepped for this in the gym, but there's there's no, you can't prep to game-like conditions. I mean, you can do your best, but it's still different. As soon as you add some referees and a score clock, things change. Competitive level just rises, and I could feel it in my legs. They were antsy. I could feel those butterflies, and I hadn't played in game-like situations. I had only been playing pickup up to this point for the last few years, and so this was this was different, and I knew it going into it. And so I remember coming off from that very first shift, and I remember my 13-year-old son um, chirping in my ear. As soon as I got off, I'm sitting there. I'm out of breath. I'm winded. I'm trying to get some water in me and, and uh, get my breath back. I can hardly breathe, and I remember him saying, Dad, that, you're so slow out there. And I remember him just grinding the wheels, like just chirping me hardcore. And I'm like, who is this kid? And I'm sure part of it for him was just getting back at me. I had been his hockey coach up to that point for the past number of years. And so I had obviously done similar to him as he would come off and and uh, and chirping him hard. And so part of it was probably him getting back at me. But I that affected me so much that day. Here I am trying my absolute hardest, and he says to me that I should be skating faster. And I had not gotten the recognition, the affirmation from him that that I realized I was actually looking for. And it took me to the end of the tournament because my drive during the rest of that tournament had changed. My, My whole focus had shifted to getting that affirmation from my own son, 13 years old at the time. Had no idea it would affect me like that. To the point where my focus changed during the rest of that tournament and my whole focus and my drive for the rest of that tournament was to get the affirmation from my son as I got off after each and every shift. It was to get him to notice I'm skating faster, I'm working hard, I'm hungry son, like you you got to notice this. And that drive, that shift of my focus took 
the the passion for the game. It took my love for the game and just enjoying this day with my friends. It totally erased all of that and took it away and robbed me of the sheer enjoyment of playing the game I loved. And I wonder under our current climate today in this world that we find ourselves in with full of so much uncertainty, we find ourselves being forced to face head on again the why to why we're leading. Now, this podcast primarily I'm speaking to church leaders as you know, but this still applies regardless of your context of leadership today. If you're leading outside the church in the business world or wherever, I think you can still apply these principles, although I'm, I am going to get very spiritual and so I'm going to forewarn you in this podcast, this episode particularly, I'm going to get very spiritual in this one because there are huge spiritual implications to what I want to say and where I want to go today. I'm constantly hearing more and more stories of leaders, as you are, who are dropping out of leadership due to tiredness, exhaustion, fatigue, confusion even, a lack of vision, no passion. I mean, the list goes on and on. And many of the ones who have dropped out have been completely paralyzed because of this constant uncertainty we find ourselves in. Um, we, we talk COVID, we talk the implications of COVID, and I realize it, it is significant. This pandemic we call COVID is, is so significant. But there's another pandemic that is also very real, which is a paralysis pandemic. And that's what I've entitled this episode today, a paralysis pandemic. Here's, here's what it is. Here's what I see. I see leaders all over who have been paralyzed because of their inability to produce the affirmation and validation that comes from the pulpit. Now, again, we're talking to church leaders, so stay with me for a second. The pulpit, the pew, and the pasture. Now, stay with me. I want to unpack what I mean by that. I believe we have today, because of the implications of COVID, we have church leaders all over who have not been able to get the same affirmation, the same dopamine hit that preaching to a live audience, this is the pulpit I'm speaking of in particular, that preaching to a live audience once gave them. Then add the the component of the pew in there or chairs. If you've done any recent updates in your main auditorium, you may have chairs instead. of. But let me use pew for alliteration purposes today. Uh, We've got leaders whose identities have been tied to the number of people out in the pew who no longer have the good feeling, the adrenaline rush that a full room on Sunday used to bring. I mean, let's be honest, 30% capacity just doesn't do the same, doesn't bring the same affirmation that a full building does. And then finally, the pasture. We've got pastors who haven't been able to care for their sheep. There's so much imagery in the New Testament, in the in the scriptures about pastors being shepherds over their sheep. And so take that imagery and 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 bring it into the 21st century. And, and we've got pastors who haven't been able to care for their sheep out in the pasture like they once did, which can leave them feeling, can leave a leader feeling like they're no longer needed. Here you have your people, your sheep who are out in their pasture and you can't get to them anymore like you once did because of social distancing and, and the implications that COVID has put on all of us. And all of this can leave a leader feeling paralyzed. See, COVID has robbed us of our doing, and it's forced us as leaders to face our being. And I believe that's actually a good thing. COVID has actually given us an opportunity to, to, to no longer get the affirmation, the validity in, in what we're doing 
but now we're being forced to face our actual being. And is that in a healthy state? And you know, if, if we're being completely honest, which I hope that we can be on this podcast, if we're being completely honest, our being over the years has become infected by a skewed sense of identity that's largely tied to what we do instead of who we are. I need to say that again, that our sense of identity, our skewed sense of identity has been largely tied to what we do instead of who we are. No wonder uh, leaders are, are quitting in large numbers today. And the unfortunate truth is that some of you have probably already stopped listening. You've already tuned out. You've checked out. Maybe you've even shut this podcast off and you won't even hear me saying this if, you, if you've done that because you don't want to face the truth and the implications of what I'm bringing to you today. And I believe this is so important. I mean, so many of us have, have been and want to continue blaming COVID for their exhaust their exhaustion, the the lack of passion, the lack of vision that they have today. But I wonder if COVID is just exposing and accelerating these identity issues that have been present for some time. I mean, what if, what if the identity issues we face are directly related to our posture? Let, Let me unpack this for a second. I don't know how far back you have to go to remember your first day in ministry or your first day in your leadership context. Maybe you're not in ministry. Maybe you're in business today. I don't know uh, how far back you have to go to remember that day, but go there for a moment if you would. I mean, obviously, each of us is completely unique and a different experience than the next. But the one thing I think we can all agree on is that each of us had absolutely no idea what we were doing. And it was because of this lack of knowledge and experience that it caused an urgency and a desperation within each of us to posture ourselves in unusual, uncomfortable positions of humility. And it's from this that that there was this growing, unusual passion deep in our hearts to please God if we're in church ministry, to please God himself if if we're spiritual leaders today, or to be found faithful. Maybe you're in the business world and that doesn't necessarily apply to you. Maybe it's just to be found faithful, to be found successful. I can literally remember sitting back in my desk on my first day of ministry uh, thinking I have absolutely no clue. I remember getting my, my shelves, my books all settled. I remember sitting there behind my desk and I remember thinking, as, as a brand new youth pastor thinking, what in the world does a youth pastor do? I mean, my office is set up. I did that. Check that off the list. Now what? I have absolutely no clue how to do this. And so I did the only thing I knew to do, and that was to get on my face, on my floor, right next to my desk, and I began calling out to God. And this became a habit for me. This became a habitual discipline in my life. And it was out of this... This grew an incredible passion for him. What am I saying? Here's the truth. Here's what I want you to get more than anything else in this particular episode. It's this, that unusual posture produces an unusual passion. Not just any passion, but a passion to know him, to know who he's called you to be first and foremost, who he says that you are. And when this is secure, when this is solid in your life, in your leadership, you no longer lead from a posture of performance, but a posture of pleasure. A posture of, instead of I have to, not that I have to, but I now get to. And that is a game changer. 
Now, you might be thinking, where, where do you get this stuff from? Where do you see this? Uh, I want to get spiritual for a second, so forgive me if you're in the business world and maybe that's not your angle, maybe that's not your the story for your life. Um, I, I want to go to God's Word, to Scripture for a second, and you, we can find an example of this, a great example in 1 Samuel chapter 3. We find Eli, he's a priest in the Old Testament, and he's getting older. And he's actually disobeyed God. We find him at 1 Samuel 3 to give you some context. He's actually been living in direct disobedience to God. Um, he's got a couple sons who have been shady in their dealings as priests. And, and they've been found of contempt. And so there's sin in the camp. There's sin in his sons. But, but, but Eli refuses to deal with it. God's a little bit upset with him because he's refusing to deal and confront the sin that his sons have been a part of. And so then we have Samuel, who's just a boy at the time, and he's actually in an apprenticeship. He's apprenticing under Eli. And the Bible says that Eli was found in his usual place. His usual place. I actually, in my Bible, I actually have that word usual circled because I think that's key for where we're going today. And this was believed to be like a, an outer apartment, an outer courts of the temple. This is where the priests would lay down, would sleep, kind of their own space. Uh, a bit uh, an apartment-like setting. And, and I believe Eli represents, this usual place represents the place of complacency. He's become comfortable in his position. And he's fallen asleep, not just literally, but spiritually. He's fallen asleep. He's been paralyzed by his comfort, by his complacency. And as a result, Bible actually says that the visions were rare. The words from God were very rare in that day. And I believe that's a direct result of Eli's complacency and his, his willing to become comfortable in his position. And he's gone to sleep. And so God can't even get his attention anymore. And then we find Samuel. We find Samuel who's actually placed himself in an unusual place. The Bible says that, that he was in the temple and he had positioned himself, postured himself right beside the ark of God. Now, the Ark of God in the Old Testament, to give you some context, it actually represented God's presence, His literal manifest presence. Now, just think about that for a second. You've got Eli, this older guru priest, and, and then you've got Samuel who's coming up and being apprenticed by Eli, and Eli's gone complacent. He's found himself in this usual spot, whereas Samuel decides to put himself in an unusual posture postures himself in the presence of God. He's desperate. He doesn't know how to do that. He hasn't learned how, how to make his own experience, his years of experience, an idol to himself. Whereas Eli represents so many leaders today, paralyzed by their usual posture, a posture that leads to paralysis. While Samuel represents a kid, a kid full of hunger, a kid full of passion, a kid just starting out in leadership who is passionate to know God, to know who God says he is. And this passion exists because of the unusual, uncomfortable posture he had put himself in. You can imagine himself there in the temple, right beside the ark of God, not even having a, a mattress. It's uncomfortable. It's unusual. But he deliberately places himself there because he knows he needs the manifest presence of God in his life and in his leadership if he's going to be successful. So what? You might be thinking, so what does this have to do with me as a leader here today, a church leader in ministry? Well, my question to you today is this, what's your posture look like as a leader? Has it become a little too usual? Are you finding yourself feeling tired 
always exhausted, worried, confused. I mean, we get, we get a new implication every day about COVID and what we're restricted to do as, as leaders and inside our churches today. Are you finding that just totally exhausting you? Find yourself in decision fatigue, not knowing what to do for the future, no real vision, paralyzed because of your inability to be validated from the pulpit, the pew, the pastor. I mean, you don't even get the affirmation anymore that you once did. Maybe it's time to start some unusual postures again, like when you first started out. Maybe it's time to start posturing yourself in a vulnerable position before God where you're forced to face your being. Who are you? Who has he called you to be? Who does he say that you are? What does this look like practically? Well, practically speaking, this could mean a few different things. I want to talk about a few different postures where you can intentionally posture yourself. First one I want to post to you is posturing yourself early. Recently, I started a new habit in my own life, and I'm going to do an entire podcast just on this, but uh, posturing yourself early. I started this new habit of waking up at 5 a.m. and intentionally putting myself in an unusual, uncomfortable position where I don't go to sleep, where I don't go back to sleep, which is the natural temptation or natural tendency. But I refuse to let myself be comfortable in that first hour of my day. And I spend that in the presence of God, asking God, what's in my life that's holding me back? What do you want to say to me? Some of that time is spent in silence, solitude. Some of that time is spent journaling and writing things down that are bothering me. And this has been life-changing for me. I can't stress it enough. The things where God's illuminated by His Spirit has, has shown me some things People I need to forgive. He showed me shame issues that I've been carrying around since maybe even my childhood. And it's changing me from the inside out. And I'm finding myself, as a result, having new inspiration. Unusual passion is coming back. All from this one new habit of posturing myself early. This new habit of waking up at 5 a.m. And one of the one of the truths I'm learning from this is that... that Isolation breeds inspiration. One of the things I think even through COVID is we don't isolate ourselves enough anymore. We don't make this a practice, a discipline in our lives. We're always on. And I've talked about this in previous episodes on this podcast before, but you need to learn to isolate yourself again where you shut off the noise. And I'm learning to do that all over again at 5 a.m. when the rest of my house for the most part is sleeping. The rest of the world is sleeping And I'm finding this new intimacy with God again, this new inspiration from God again by isolating myself deliberately. The second posture I want to talk to you and pose to you today is a posture of a student. We know that, that leaders are learners. And I've also come to realize in that learning, in that experience, even our own experiences, they're not bad. What they can be over time is they can become an idol to us as leaders. And if it causes you to stop depending on God, then this becomes a problem for spiritual leaders, for church leaders today. We have to become a student again, where we're willing to humble ourselves and ask for help, to ask others. 
that you actually have the ability to continue growing, to even continue growing and expanding your brain. I'm talking neuroscience. I'm talking this is scientists have proven because of neuroplasty that you can rewire your brain again by taking on the posture of a, uh, of a student. If you're willing to learn something new, maybe practically for that, for you, that could mean learning something brand new, a brand new hobby or habit or, or whatever you might want to learn. Maybe you have some personal interests in your life and you'd like to learn something new. I recently learned about coffee roasting. I love a good cup of java. I love a good cup of coffee. And so uh, I, I found made a new friend who, who is a coffee roaster in my community and asked him if I could come and learn from him and just just hang out with him for a, for an entire day and watch him go through the roasting process. And I'm telling you, I learned so much that day. It was intriguing to learn somebody else's craft, to learn their skill, their talent. And that was rejuvenating for me. That filled me up. And I also got to drink some good coffee and make a new friend, which was a byproduct. The posture of a student, it's so important as leaders that we never get to this place where we think we've arrived and we have nothing left to learn. I don't care what your age, what your stage of the game is today, we all can continue being students, continue learning, and have that desperation, that hunger, that appetite to learn, first and foremost, from God. Third might be a posture of exercise and diet, and I think this can help you so much, especially during this current pandemic to make this a habit, I mean, I can't stress this enough. There are all sorts of unusual postures you can take right now. But make sure it's unusual to you if you're wanting to become unparalyzed again. Uh, I've been working out for years, but I've recently learned even the 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 bonus, the benefit that comes from, from not even being comfortable in my own workouts. And so I've upped the game for me in my exercise and, and even diet. And I've become a lot more strict. And I'm, I'm specifically, I, I don't, because of my metabolism and my body type, I don't sweat easily. And so there's many times where I have grown used to the workouts. I, I've become accustomed to them. My body's accustomed to them. They don't stretch me anymore. They don't make me sweat. And so I'm deliberately going to the gym in the mornings and I'm making myself sweat again. And, and, and the growth that's coming from that, there's, there's scientists reports even from that and what that does and the human growth hormone. And I, I'm not going to go into all that for time's sake today, but you can look it up on your own. And, and there's hu huge health benefits when you actually make yourself sweat in the morning when you go to work out. There's a huge bonus and benefit. And I'll talk more about that in, in episodes to come. The final thing I, I want to pose to you as a, a practical way of posturing yourself is a posture of solitude, silence, where you shut down, where you, you listen. If you're a spiritual leader, where you listen for the voice of Holy Spirit again, where you're all there, you're just present, you, yourself, and God. This is a, this is a moment where, where you go silent, where you become inaccessible to man so you can be fully accessible to God. You turn off the tech, which is depleting your creativity, which is completely depleting your, your inspiration. And I just want to encourage you to find moments in your day, moments in your week, moments in your month, even in your calendar year where you completely go dark. I can't stress this enough, especially in this pandemic, that this is so important for you as leaders to do if you want to stay healthy and stay unparalyzed. We've got to 
make it a practice, make it a habit again to shut off technology. And if you don't believe me, um, I, I recently watched a, a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. I'm sure you've heard of it. There's a lot of talk going on about it right now. But it's basically some entrepreneurs who were on the inside of Facebook and different social media forums and Google itself and and just the effects that this is having on our society today and uh, the negative effects. And they didn't realize it when they got into it, but it's bothered them so much they've had to get out. Uh, and yet, even on the other side of it, even knowing what it does, how many of them are still addicted to it and how this is rewiring our, our brains in a negative way. And so I just encourage you, go watch that. If you don't believe me and if you don't believe the negative effects, and it's not all negative, it can be used for good. I'm not suggesting that. But we need to own it again. If we're to be completely honest, it has owned us way too much. It's owned our lives. It's owning our habits. It's owning our days. And it's depleting us in negative ways. And so I just, I can't encourage you enough to make a posture of solitude and silence where you go dark to technology, um, where you just shut it off completely. And this over time, not immediately, but over time, this will begin to inspire you again. You'll begin to feel like you're getting your creativity back again. You've got vision and passion again. Because unusual posture produces unusual passion. Why is this so important? Well, I believe there's never been a time in our lifetime when the world has so desperately needed passionate leaders who are not paralyzed by their identity issues, who are no longer looking for their affirmation from the pulpit, the pew, or the pasture. Leaders who are willing to take on unusual postures so that unusual passion and vision can be birthed again. Leaders, I, I get it. I get the implications of COVID. I'm just not convinced that COVID is the real issue. I think COVID has just accelerated and exposed some of these issues that have been there for years. So now is the time. If not now, when? I believe now is the time to actually do the real deeper work inside of each of us as leaders. Issues tied to, to who we are instead of what we do. And so I, I'm, I'm encouraging you, I'm challenging you today as a leader to be willing to be vulnerable enough to go there. It might be messy, might be uncomfortable, but this is where the place of unusual passion is birthed again. And so if you need help in that, maybe you need somebody to listen, maybe you're just going through a really tough time and maybe you're on the verge of, uh, of, of dropping out or quitting this leadership thing, I just encourage you to reach out to us. You can find us through our website at www.eodyouthchannel.com. You can find me, Jeremy Albrecht, on social media, um, through Instagram, Twitter. Reach out, send me a DM. We would love to be there for you and just listen to where you're at and, and hopefully help guide you in some way, shape, or form. And so I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in this with you, leaders. And uh, we're, we're just hoping, believing for a better future ahead. And so I, I hope this empowers you. I hope it equips you. And I really hope it encourages you in, in your leadership today. Because your leadership really does matter. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.